back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. Having had raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons, she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert. So sit back, relax, and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance is taking a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Episode 165 is a chat with Sam Souk. Sam is a physiotherapist at Exercise Thought Physiotherapy. We riff about how our mental perspective influences our physical self. I personally am a big believer in how our thoughts influence our actions and also our rate of healing from injuries. A negative mindset, surprisingly, negatively influences all aspects of our life. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but we really need to try to speak positively about ourselves and and our running ability, and also about how we are healing from injuries, all those little niggles. Let me know your thoughts on this topic by either emailing me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au, or DM me on socials. I'd really love to hear other people's thoughts. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group, Peak Endurance Running. I share lots of tips on running and living a healthy lifestyle, so get on board. Also, don't forget to use the code Isabel Ross, all caps, no spaces, to get a massive 15% off at Peak Chocolate, my favourite chocolate in the world. I simply cannot recommend their products highly enough, honestly. Give them a try and you won't go back to that Cadbury's rush. I'm sure you'll love them too. So go to their website, peakchocolate.com. Mind you, Ron eats Cadbury's, I don't know why. If you want quality personalised coaching, email me, Isabel, at peakendurancecoaching.com.au. Now, it doesn't matter what level runner you are and what your race plans are, or even if you have race plans, I can help you achieve your running goals, and I would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I don't actually get paid to do this podcast, believe it or not. I'm sure you'd believe that. Seeing more people enjoy it is payment for me. And that happens when people rate and review because it increases the exposure of the pod. So I really appreciate your help on this one. Thank you in advance. Enjoy my chat with Sam. We sure had lots of fun and probably will do it again in two years. All right. Catch you later. Hi, I just wanted to share some of my experience that I had from being coached by Isabel at Peak Endurance. She's really passionate when it comes to running and where it can take you and it gets really invested in your success. 
also found the program to be very specific to the goals that I had and by tapping into her experience and knowledge meant I had the confidence that I was going to achieve what I'd planned out. Every session that I did had some sort of purpose behind it, so there was no time wasted. Another benefit was that I found was listening to her podcast and following her social media page and being part of the groups. What's shared is really beneficial and motivating. I couldn't recommend her more, so thank you, Isabel. Thanks for all you do. Hi, Sam, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Isabel. Great to have you here. Yeah, and how's everything been going for you? Yeah, I shouldn't have said great to have you here. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah things are going really well here. for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's been really wonderful uh, 12 months, uh, actually even two years since we've spoken, I reckon, yeah, last time. Right um, at the start of the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and right at the start of exercise thought. Um, so we've now got three senior physios here and, and uh, growing and we've set the, uh, the goal or the expectation of being the, the most known and loved health service in the Yarra Valley before 2025. Oh, um, nice one. I like it. So, yeah, which I suppose so is relevant. Were you to just this. starting? I, you were just starting at the start of the pandemic. Yeah, we opened in February 2020. Oh, perfect timing. Well done. It actually was. I, I think that if you want to learn how to adapt and, yeah. and change with the times um, as every business and every person should, then you may as well um, may as well practice it from the beginning. And, and we, we learned a lot of skills and we learned a lot of, I suppose, um, talents and, and team attributes that will take us forward in good stead. Yeah, so your business obviously grew during the pandemic. I mean, I was the same mm. when, when the pandemic and all, everything closed and races stopped. I thought, well, that's it. No one's going to want mm. to coach. But my business actually grew. <clears throat> um, so I think it has to do with, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about is your belief system and how your positive outlook on things can actually influence um what happens in your life and and your physical body and also you know just generally in life and that um getting bogged down in negativity although it may seem like that's you know because you know certainly at the start of the pandemic that would have been easy to do but mm. instead not you know um and and showing resilience and the ability to find a different way to do things. So mm. that's mm. kind of what we're sort of going to be speaking about in, in sort of broad terms but mm -hmm. Talk to us about what um, exercise thought physiotherapy is kind of all about. Just remind those people who may not have heard the podcast way back when. Yeah, sure. So exercise thought physiotherapy exercises the mind and educates the body. Uh, we're a very goal-orientated service uh, and we, we're very much uh, focused on anything that will equip an individual to recover faster or more completely or more permanently from something that troubles them which is why and it's not all about you know let's ignore the pain and just be positive it's yeah, no, it's no. all right re let's recognize what the problem is and then set meaningful meaningful objectives or meaningful goals that that motivate us and inspire us through the difficulties of life um, because we know that having a, a goal is therapeutic having a goal is analgesic in the medical sense that it provides pain relief 
and that when we have a purpose or when we have a meaning um, and Viktor Frankl for in, in Man's Search for Meaning is a really good book for any of you listeners who are interested in learning that. more about that. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, if you've got a purpose or, or a reason for getting up in the morning, uh, a why is, is how Simon Sinek might describe it, um, that predicts a better recovery from injury, uh, better results in physiotherapy and uh, I, I dare say um, better better results in, in, in running if you're a, a runner and you have a particular goal in mind, you're much more likely to to achieve that than if you're just plodding along aimlessly. Yeah, 100%. So, um, so obviously you use the, the power of thought and, and, and um, intention and that sort of stuff within your physiotherapy realm, but how, how does that work? How does that happen? <clears throat> like you yeah, said, so it's not just positive thinking. They don't just come in and get a few mantras off you and wander off and there. Yeah, yeah, we don't just sit down, have a cup of tea and then wish it all be better. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose there's a couple of um, concrete examples that your listeners might like to, to play around with themselves. Uh, some uh, I suppose research that might make it interesting uh, is that there were some studies done where certain sentences were said to the people uh, to create an expectation either that something would hurt or that something would feel beneficial or, or, or relieving. Uh, so they would say to someone, okay, Isabel, uh, this might feel like a, a small sting or this might feel like a scratch or uh, something like that. They did it in other languages as well. They did it in yeah. German um, with the, the equivalent word. Um, compared to saying to Isabel or, or a different group of people, um, we're about to begin and not using any of the scratch, sting, uh, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. pain-associated words. And, and people were much more likely to feel pain, to say ow, to withdraw their arm if they were given the expectation that something unpleasant or threatening was about to occur. And we also see that this changes how people move as well. So if I, if I said to someone... Um, let's say someone came in with back pain, which is the most common presentation at exercise thought. If I said, um, okay, Isabel, uh, tell me how much does your back hurt when you bend forward? There's the prediction or the expectation yeah. that some amount of pain is going to be experienced in that bending movement. Um, instead of it being more open-minded about, you know, see how you go, tell us. Um, uh, and, and just, you know, how's that? Yeah. Uh, more, how does that feel? Exactly. It's sort of instead of it being a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, and there are times in our in our uh, struggle and our discomfort, you know, whether in the middle of an ultra marathon race or or, or struggling uh, to, to to build a build a business during a pandemic uh, in the early stages, where we have these expectations that we give ourselves about how things are going to go poorly or things are going to go well, and and that can have either an accelerating or a decelerating effect on our momentum. Um, so in in I suppose in practice yourself, you could practice that that self talk and and question yourself. What expectations am I giving myself? Um, Can I just in, ask a question? Sorry, I just want to quickly go back. You know, when those people were told this will sting, this will you know whatever, would hmm. part of the pain that they felt because when you prepare for that, you're kind of tense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because we know that pain is not a purely physical thing. Hmm. It's not either. It's not purely psychological either. It's it's hmm. something that we experience it's something that we feel and and that is why when we look at someone's mri we don't know how they feel yeah we can we can yeah a runner can come in uh with a, an mri of, of their hamstring or of their knee and, and that doesn't it's a it's a photo it doesn't tell us how the person feels so you got to treat the person not the picture and and yes it is because they tense up not just physically tense up in their muscles or in their sinews 
but their their brain is more alert or more, yeah. I suppose, guarded. It's looking for threat because it's expecting something's bad that's going to happen. And, yeah. and that's what pain is. It's a it's a signal that something threatening is happening. And and there's a I suppose a, a funny story about how you can try to reduce threat, but then how sometimes mind over matter doesn't always yeah. work, which um yeah, I'd love to share with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have any other questions on the research study before we get into? The, no, 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 the no. That was the one I wanted. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Please do ask more because um, yeah. it is a fascinating topic for me. So yeah, I'm not just saying mind over matter. Just think your way through it because, um, yeah. Well, this this story will, will demonstrate. I, I love running. Always have. Um, I love running barefoot, uh, and I was um, training myself to run on concrete and, and on gravel. Oh, that sounds um, horrible. It's bad enough running on concrete in shoes. <laughs> I quite like it, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... Um, Why? Um, I played a lot of basketball and did a lot of high jump when I was young, and that meant yeah. my knees did a lot of work. And um, it, when I run barefoot, my toes, feet and ankles do a lot more of the work. So it's, it's a lot more foot and calf, and it's a lot less knees. Okay. Um, and that actually means that my knees feel happy I can run further. Um, yes, my, my feet and toes can feel uncomfortable if I do too much, but um, overall, my body prefers it. Uh, and, and there's you know, something nice about doing things under your own steam and, and yeah. not relying on anything outside of my own skin uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was uh, doing quite a lot of running back at this point and, and there was a gravel path near where I was living and, and um, I was in the space of doing some of this, this research into pain and expectations and uh so when my heel uh, on, on my left foot started hurting i thought okay it's it's just because my my brain and my body is surprised that i struck a rock uh a few meters back and and there's no threat you know i can i'm still capable of, of landing on this heel and running and yeah it's it's, it's quite a quite a, sh- a strong sensation but if i just focus on my elbows which feel fine it'll yeah. be okay um, or if I just focus on the happy thoughts or on the goals, yeah, it'll be fine. And the pain didn't go away. Um, and, and I kept running for a little while, ran a few kilometres and, and then came back and um, there was a piece of glass that actually lodged in my heel. Oh, my God. Um, so, <laughs> so you couldn't think that one away with positive thoughts, could you? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't. And I suppose I'm, I'm not encouraging people to be stupid. Um, don't just torture your body and disregard what it's telling you. But, but at the same time, um, intentions and expectations do change how we feel and do change yeah. how we heal as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do think there's very much a, um, I suppose, a relationship to the, the anti-fragility concept that Nicholas Taleb talks about in, in his book, Anti-Fragile, where he, he talks about, yeah, you, you could either be fragile where you, you break or fall apart under stress, or you could be resilient where you, you stay the same under stress or under turbulence um, or you could be anti-fragile which is something different where you actually benefit from chaos and you benefit from stress and you 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 know kind of like our body is when when we run like it, you know it has the stress of, of impact on our bones and strain, strain on our muscles and uh, a challenge to the nervous system and then you know give it a good sleep that night and maybe the next night and, and it comes back better than before yeah yeah i mean it's amazing how it does that so um so within your practice then how do you use um like like you said when there is a pain that needs to be addressed i mean um Mm, mm. you need to look at the physiological aspect of it too so obviously if someone's Mm, got mm -hmm. a 
um, like you said, with an MRI, if you can see a torn muscle or whatever it is, mm. Mm. Um, you need to deal with that. But then how mm. do you use um, thought along with that to help? Yeah, exactly right. So let's take, let's take the example of a torn muscle. Um, so we could either load someone up with all the reasons that their muscle is going to hurt or yeah. going to suffer or going to be at risk of injury in the future, or we could load them up with all the things that are going to get it better and put it in, a, 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 I suppose, a more um, robust position going forward. So as an example, we might say, oh, look, um, Sam, you're carrying a bit of extra weight at the moment. You know, that extra five kilos is going to put more stress on your calf and the more stress on your calf, the more likely it is that you tear it again in the future. Or um, oh, now that you've had one calf injury, you know, it's, it is predicted that you're more likely to have calf injury again later on. Um, or um, yeah, running yeah, it is a very calf intense exercise. Yeah, 60 to 70% of our propulsion when we run comes from the, the soleus muscle. And, and, and um, so we've just got to be really careful. And so all of it's about um, threat. It's all about risk. It's all about the potential for problems to occur. Um, and and what I feel is that um, the more negative, well, you know, it kind of goes along with anything. When you say, when you word things as don't do this or this, you know, the negative, all your brain hears is, you know, um, you know, like the muscle's going to tear again. And that's what exactly. it's on, basically. It's not hearing, we don't want it to tear again. It just hears, exactly. it's going to tear again. Exactly. And, and so you might say to someone instead, look, um, we know that running is the best way of getting you strong for running. Mm. We know the best kind of rehab for your car is going to be graduated running. So we're going to start off with sitting down and bouncing your feet up and down off the ground, uh, like jogging on the spot, but seated, because yeah. that's going to, that's going to remind your body that we're getting ready for running and it's going to be you know, really gentle and, and good for the early stage of recovery. And, but it's going to be really good for, for you know, building you up. And then, okay, we're now going to work on some single leg calf raise and that's going to be really good for teaching your nerves and teaching your muscles how to activate this movement really well so that you can run further. And, and it keeps coming back to the so that you can run further or so that you can achieve this goal or so that you can, like, it's, it's all about goal, goal, goal. And everything, that, every behavior that's recommended, whether it be an exercise or an encouragement to, to get an extra hour of sleep or an encouragement to um, get a massage or something like that, every behavior is then underpinned with the these i suppose the likelihood that that behavior will propel someone towards a meaningful goal instead of this behavior is is being used to stop something bad from happening yeah yeah does yeah. that make sense oh 100 percent. I, I completely agree with it yeah um, you, you would see this in your in your training and in your uh, coaching, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, it so. was I had my mental toughness training workshop last night, and that was one of the things that I spoke about, like with your goals, and that's the thing. It should be a, a positive goal, um, so you know something that you want to achieve rather than something you want to avoid, and those mm. sorts of things, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and and all your sort of your self talk should be that way too. Mm. What you want to achieve, not what you want to avoid. Like a you know. Mm. So yes, it's very much part of um, running and and really, to my mind, life in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of positive psychology. Uh, I'm not saying we should forget the the risk or forget the the threat and and they just call that, focus. Um, um, toxic positivity, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a great article 
I wish I could remember the name of it, but a, a psychologist gave it to me and, and it talks about the, um, the intelligence of pain, mm. the, the wisdom of, of suffering and, and the, I suppose the meaning or the purpose of it all and, and not, to, not to kill pain with painkillers, not to relieve pain with pain relievers, not to, not to try and deaden that sensation, but to listen intently to what is being taught through that experience or through that sensation mm. and um yeah what, one of the favorite sayings that i've got rolling around in my head at the moment is that the 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 scariest dragons guard the most precious treasure and so if there's something that's truly threatening or truly uh, worrisome for us it's probably because it, it's it's covering up something that is deeply important or deeply valuable to us and so not so to like shy away from an example of what that means. So it could be uh, does, can I would you like it to be related to running or no, to, no, to no, physiotherapy or whatever. Because mm. I like the sound of what you're saying, but then I'm trying to um, sort of extrapolate that to, to life and wondering how that fits in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Has there been a time in your life uh, recently or not so recently, Isabel, where there's a conversation that I suppose you feel you need to have with someone, but you just don't want to have it just yet? <laughs> yeah. It's probably because that conversation is, is going to uncover some shared understanding or some clarity or, or some, uh, I suppose, yeah, some level of uh, mutual cooperation that, cannot be gained without having a conversation but there's this terror that it might go wrong and might inflame yeah. things yeah um and and it's almost always better after having the conversation oh, yeah. yeah and so in that way the, the the dragon the the terrible dragon is that that threatening uh beast that that might um damage the relationship or might uh, harm our self-esteem or might have us feeling defeated but equally when we then confront that and say actually Isabel there's something I've been meaning to talk with you about uh, and 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 you just go I suppose courageously into that situation you then come out the other side feeling empowered but then also um, probably understanding the other person and the situation a lot deeper um, so I suppose that that's an example that that hopefully you and uh, some of your listeners can relate to it. It's certainly relevant in, in my life. And I suppose it's also um, <laughs> uh, relevant to, to running in the sense that I mean, some runners love running so much that they can't give it up. Mm. And, um, and I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to uh, win the uh, respect of your runners or, or uh, maybe uh, uh, they'll think, no, he doesn't, he doesn't get me. He doesn't understand it. Uh, he, he's not a runner, um, but some runners are obsessed with it. And, and there's a need to practice the thing, let's say running, and there's also a need to, to get skillful at its opposite, which might be stillness or sitting. And if we're only a one-sided coin um, or, or only one faceted person, then we probably won't untap our full potential. And I imagine a key part of your coaching is not just getting people to run more kilometers, but also enabling them to to recoup yes yeah 
yeah. um, is that something that pops up in, in your coaching? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, and, and not just even having full rest days, but having easy runs, you know, and, and mm. learning how to not do everything, you know, hard. Like, mm. like it doesn't all have to be hard, I guess. Mm. You know, but um, but yeah, and and you know, I mean, I personally believe in um runners doing different things like you know, yoga or things like that, just to mm. create a more well-rounded body that's not just one-dimensional. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And yeah, it's something we're pretty big on here at Exercise Thought is we we uh we have our three-on-one exercise classes where people come in for you know personalized and and uh highly i suppose highly interesting activities because we pride ourselves on on them not doing the same exercise twice or at least not doing the same exercise in the same way more than once and we know that that fosters neuroplasticity and stimulates yeah. the body in improving much more than doing something they've already done and uh but what about the fact that um you know doing an exercise more than once actually um also ensures then that they learn the correct technique for it and they get, you know, like not doing it continuously for a year, but maybe mm, a few mm. times to make sure, you know, to get the full benefit out of that exercise. If you're constantly changing mm. it, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, and that's, that's the tension. Exercise? Absolutely, that's the tension. Some would say that you know, we need to strive for perfection. In, in Well, not necessarily perfection, uh, but getting the most out of that particular exercise and mm. then sort of moving on and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how, how to easily test this. Um, I'd love to have an experiment where we, where we discipline ourselves to getting the most out of each exercise by you know, practicing it you know, multiple times. But I also suspect that, that the learning of the human body is optimised purely as a correlation with the exposure to novelty mm. or the exposure oh. to something different. And, and I believe that we learn the most in that beginner phase. And, yes, and it's like a diminishing then, return. Then you never get to the mastery phase, which gives, um, you know, those feelings of competence and that mm. sort of stuff. Like I know for myself, if I went to, I mean, you know, I'm a runner, I'm no yogi, but mm. so um, <clears throat> when I go to yoga, if, if we didn't, you know, every week sort of do some element of the same exercises, Mm. I would sort of probably be put off after a while because mm. it would just be constant learning, which can be quite stressful. Sometimes it's nice yeah. to go, okay, I know this pose. Oh, I'd, I'd like to get better at this pose mm. and improve on it, you know, because mm. my first shot at it, well, my 10th shot at it's generally not the best either, but, you know, <laughs> um, I'm trying, you know, and it's trying to get yeah. to that mastery that you don't see an element of that being important. Oh, I certainly do. The sense of accomplishment in mastering something and, and the discipline required to, mm. to not, just, uh, not just enjoy the, the quick win of the yeah. beginner, um, but, but the, the hard win and the slow patience of, of mastery. Yeah, there's definitely a, a skill in that. Um, but one of the gentlemen I, I love to follow uh, says that specialisation is for insects. And that uh, human beings should be adaptable and competent in in numerous domains. Mm. Um, and uh, I suppose there's there's probably shades of grey in between those two extremes as well. Um, I that's probably very extreme. I mean, um, yeah, that's very extreme. Yeah, it is. It is very extreme. And 
um, it's it's going to win some fans and it's it's going to win some, um, I suppose, uh, what the opposite of a fan is. Uh, I don't want to be oh, I, don't know. I hate I it. Hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I I don't like that, that word. word. Um, but yeah, you look, you're right. There is a role for mastery and, uh, there is, I suppose, I suppose the, the jack of all trades phrase comes to mind. I, mm. I would prefer to recommend to our clients, uh, here at exercise thought, and I'd prefer to recommend to myself knowing that it's not for everyone, um, that they'd be a, uh, I suppose a jack of all trades or a jewel of all trades and that they, their body can handle any situation that life throws at them. And and I suppose that's that's where the anti fragility concept comes into play with with injury rehab here at Exercise Thought. Is we want to identify first all the situations that are uh, uncomfortable or painful or, or threatening, and then we want to prepare that person for the perfect storm um, by throwing them into all sorts of different situations when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And you're probably right to pull me up on the the importance of maintaining a discipline until it's mastered because that um that is often overlooked when we're looking for for cheap or easy dopamine hits yeah. uh, as as we are beginning in, in something new and maybe trying to hack our way through something certainly for running i mean it's that's a an exercise in patience really isn't it and um mm. you know it's it's very repetitive but um mm. <laughs> hence why you you know, probably get so many runners. <laughs> well, we saw a lot more during lockdown when people took up running in their 5K radius and we had a lot of shin splints coming in. Yeah, and people who had um, never run before, I'm sure. So, it, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it is a wonderful activity and, and it's it's lovely to see so many people taking up running in, in recent years and, and getting some coaching as well to, to understand how they can uh, stretch themselves further and uh, you know, apply those principles as, as you often so often do uh, apply these principles not just to their running but to their life in general yeah yeah that's right all right so how um if we are if we get injured and we're like oh my god i always get injured it's always my right hand side always Mm. that stupid calf and oh my god you know (laughs) um how is that helping us or not well those questions you know how is it that i always get injured you know why is it always my right hand side they can be very useful questions if we actually want to answer them. Yes. Um, what if we're just if we, using them to complain? <laughs> exactly. Like if we just say, oh, why me? I'm, yes, I'm, why with me? Yeah. Why with me? I'm a victim. Um, yeah. Okay, it's not a useful question. But if you actually sit down, all right, why is it that I'm always getting injured? I want to figure out an answer to this question. Then it would be a very useful question. Um, the first four things I would look at would be, are you getting enough sleep and recovery? Mm. Um, how's your general mood been in the lead up to this injury uh, have you been you know mentally and, and emotionally well balanced or, or not um, did you feel generally sore before that training session or before the competition and the fourth question would be uh, did you feel ready to perform um, there's a little wellness check i think people can access it uh, exercisethought.com slash wellness um, there's a little 30 second wellness check that people can do that just ask them to self-rate those uh, four things for themselves. And yeah, those would be the first questions I'd go to. And yeah, if someone genuinely wants to figure out the answer to why do I always get injured or why is it always uh, my calf or, or whatnot, I believe they'll figure it out. And I suppose that's that's one of the roles of a physiotherapist is, is just to listen and to, to prompt with uh, certain 
uh, questions that then reveal often often within the person's own knowledge but uh, subconscious knowledge um, reveal the answers to, to why they're injured and what they can do to uh, be healthy in the future. But do you, yeah, and, and do you also find though that people who kind of expect to be always injured tend to be always injured? <laughs> yeah, it's the whole um, biblical verse of seek and you shall find, mm. isn't it? It's, uh, like, I, don't, I don't know. I've never come across a study or, or considered that someone's injury rates may be high if they expect to be, but th there is evidence that says um, those who identify as having experienced childhood trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder or anxiety and depression have much more physical injury and much more uh, okay. physical pain and uh, i'm not again i'm not saying it's just in the head uh, it's just it's the way that the the brain and the nervous system and, and the individual person sees threats and identifies well, it's probably um more on alert and therefore it just lets the person know about everything just in case you know yeah. so yes i agree just in case yeah which um yeah, just in case, or you know, be careful. Might um, yes. might might themselves be unhelpful messages if we yeah. speak them incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if if someone is injured at this moment, listening to this, mm -hmm. what sort of um, thought processes processes should they be having? Like, um, obviously, they're they're definitely diligently doing their physio exercises because um, yeah. we know runners are good at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> So other than that, yes. what can they do about their mindset? Because what often happens with runners is they get into this negative spiral and get depressed and mm -hmm. end up mm -hmm. sitting on the couch, binging on Netflix and junk food. So, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that's everyone, but I do know it does happen. Yeah. How can mm. we stop ourselves getting into that negative spiral if, if we do get injured? Yeah, well, oh, look, I'm not a psychologist, Isabel. Um but I'm aware that this might sound a bit like psychology. If, um, if running helps us to run away from our problems or uh, is a th I suppose a, a crutch that we rely on um, to not go down that spiral, um, then we probably should confront what is it that, that, that is troubling me so much about not being able to run? And I, I, I would hypothesize that, that having answered that question, a person may become a better runner. Mm. Um, I would also encourage them to, in addition to doing their physiotherapy exercises, as you said, uh, I'd encourage them to make sure they get restful sleep. I think that's really where it starts. And if that's uh, going to bed an hour earlier, having a melatonin tablet before bed, switching off some blue light like uh, our phones and, and screens, that, that may help. Um, so that, that would be a first protocol. Sleep, to my knowledge, is still the only, the only recovery tool that's been approved by Mother Nature. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think it's the best recovery tool and it's free. Yes. Well, it costs you a bit of time, which. Yeah, but you know what? What else are you going to do? What, sit on your phone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Netflix or sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what about you, Isabel? How, uh, how would you recommend a runner confront their, I suppose, those questions that pop up when we get injured? You know, why is this happening? Why, why does it keep happening? Well, for me, um, well, for those sorts of questions, I guess, well, yes, I would get them to look at why, well, yeah, why, and and look at where it's coming from, and is it a strength imbalance, is it, uh, you know, um, old shoes, is it, you know, the, their stride length, or whatever it is, you know, look for different things in that regard, and then when they are injured, 
if they are physically injured, I mean, yes, do the um, exercises. And, and, and I'm a big believer in when you're doing those exercises is to kind of not picture the muscles, but but really focus on those muscles that you're meant mm. to be working. Because mm -hmm. I think if you focus mentally on them, they become stronger in that way. Mm -hmm. I'm also a big believer in, um, I like to um, visualize, times when I've had, you know, injuries, to visualize the injury healing, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, yes. and in my mind that is encouraging it to heal mm -hmm. um, because... I, I just believe, I truly believe it works. I yeah. know some people are skeptical about that. I'm sure you're not because we're sort of, I think, on the same wavelength here. But um, yes. some people are because I do tell my athletes that sometimes and I think some of them are a little skeptical, but I like mm -hmm. to give it to them as an option to think about doing is visualising and healing. Yeah, that visualisation is, is definitely an expectation of sorts. Uh, you know, when we see something as a possibility or, or as a, a future reality we um we create the expectation uh, of, of it emerging and yeah I, I definitely agree with uh with what you said it's um i suppose it comes down to the time and place too for each of us sometimes we just want a simple solution where someone else solves our problem and uh, sometimes we want a, a deeper solution where we solve it ourselves uh, so yeah it's, it's been really wonderful um yeah looking at the the growth tv podcast and, and seeing how uh, empowering it is and how encouraging it is and, and, and how people can really equip themselves with this knowledge uh, to to be healthier and to you know, to achieve their peak endurance in in life as well as on the trails and it's uh, and yeah, then, thank, and thank you for what you're doing with the community yeah, it's really, no, really cool and I think yeah like you're saying is is all of this can be related back to to general life as well mm, so mm, mm. yeah 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 absolutely yeah, I think I've run out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was nothing you wanted to add or anything that you felt was important to? No, I think I think the, the concept of anti-fragility, the expectancy interventions, I suppose encouraging people to not ignore the body and just mm. think their way through it, but you know, use mind and matter, yep. uh, not mind over matter. And and I suppose, yes, if people could could meditate on those recovery aspects, um, that would be really important. I do believe that's probably the best way of preventing injuries. Just make sure you're you're recovering well and yeah. uh, get lots of sleep. Get lots of sleep, yes, and something I plan to do tonight. Yes, and, if, and if anyone does have some some questions or they just want to have a chat, um, uh, everyone down here at Excelsior loves this stuff. Um, our three-on-one classes often solve the world's problems as well as talk about physical health and uh, so can concierges. you just let the listener, listeners know where you're located yeah it's so we're in Lilydale uh, on Costello Street and a beautiful spot um, we're also on the web uh, so you can find us at exercisethought.com and there's also Instagram and Facebook and a couple of others I think there's, there's actually there's YouTube as well so oh, YouTube nice. channel yeah. and uh yeah, and you can contact the concierge on uh, our phone number, which you could probably find via Google, I reckon. So, all right, so, yeah, yeah, just look for Exercise Thought and you will find them. And, um, all right, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to chat and uh, maybe we'll do one again in another two years and hopefully there hasn't been a, any other disaster in between. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where, where each of us are in two years. That'll be, yeah. uh, that'll be quite fun. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks for that.